0: army hat you're up oh (laughs) right what's up everyone welcome back to the bold call fantasy football pod my name is kevin allen aka the geek and we are taking a look at afc draft sleep cut like we're going team by team draft sleep cut that is
1: not what that by the way that's not what we're doing at all we're doing we're doing draft draft them avoid them And sleepers on
0: every AFC team. I want to. I want to tune it into that. That, but we can't. Like you know, the game with the we're playing the game here. All right, so bowl call. We're going team by team in the AFC East. Our favorite players to draft, ones that we think are sleepers, and players we do not want to draft or avoid. This season. Yeah, this is I'm. Um, some of you are still drafting tonight, this
1: is a big draft night and over the next couple of nights and if you've already drafted, this is also probably pretty valuable for you because you could see who maybe to trade for players that we like that are still under the radar of the sleepers. We're not just going to give you like these crazy sleepers that have no chance of uh, of panning out. It, this is going to be uh, sound, actionable information that you can comb everyone's roster before the season kicks off and maybe pull off a few trades and and we'll tell you how to do that as well. So AFC, every team, let's start with the AFC East geek. Who's your draft them, avoid them and sleeper on the bills. And of course this is all
0: relative to ADP. All right. So here we go. Starting with the bills. Of course we have some players. We love the draft. Him is Stefan Diggs. Um, 30% target share. On the Bill in the Bills offense, he is a beast. Bills offense wants to throw a ton. There is no, um, you know, he's a stud and he has absolute ability to be the number one overall wide receiver this season. Stefan Diggs is your lock him down draft player in the first, the you Bills. take draft him in the first round. Okay. So for the me, sleeper, he, you ready okay. for the sleeper? Mm-hmm. Manny Sanders. It's just Manny being Manny. Okay. WR2 for the Bills. You can get him after the last round. As a matter of fact, if you've already drafted, he's available on the waiver wire because no one drafted him. Thirty-four years old, but has done it before. Um, Wr two upside at a. You could pick him up on waivers price point. Grab Manny Sanders as your sleeper. Cut him, Cole Beasley. Avoid him. It's not a cut Actually, him, It's avoid the real, him. The the real. I, I like them. You know. All right. We'll call him the avoid him. Cole Beasley is your avoid him. He is uh, actually, he's been really productive over the last few years. And I know he's going to have productive games this season. But how are you going to really figure out when those games are going to happen? So you've got to leave Cole Beasley in your lineup. He's going to have a lot of duds. He will have those pop games. But with Manny Sanders there, um, you know, potentially less act- action for Beasley. But most importantly, you just. Won't be able to time when those pop weeks are, so he's going to get you a lot of dud weeks along the way. Now, special nod to Dawson Knox as a cut him as well, but I don't think he's even worthy of a mention. Well,
1: we're not, we're talking about avoid them, not comes, right? So let, let's get into some of the fantasy relevant guys on that team. You know, the running backs, um, are you drafting any uh, Zach Moss or Devin Singletary? I mean,
0: some running back is going to be valuable there, right? Or are you, are you no, avoiding both of those guys? I'm avoiding both of them because number, I do think Zach Moss is the better play, but we haven't seen where the bills offense is productive from the running back position at all. So I'm just avoiding both the running backs. So if we want to, like, go more than just one player, I'll throw all of the running backs on the avoid them list as well. I don't want anything to do with them. Oh, Zengler- Those guys are
1: so cheap at this point, though. Like, Zach Moss is, like, an 11th-round pick. Terry's like, 13th. I mean, I, I just added Zach Moss as my RB four in a pretty important draft that I'm doing. So uh, it, I'm in on him at that price. So he's not an avoid for me. I'm certainly doing that. But my but you never
0: feel good about having him in your yeah, lineup. There's we got never, a lot of teams a week. Where we're like, yes, I got Zach Moss. I'm going to show you how this
1: is done, geek. Because we got yeah. a lot of teams to do. So I'm going to take the Dolphins. Okay, draft them. Draft them for me is Jalen Waddle at the price. Now, traditionally, rookies don't produce, but let's see with Waddle. You're not paying a a top six-round pick. You're paying a seventh, eighth-round pick. If if you don't like what you see in the first couple weeks, you could certainly cut him, trade him. So I think that he is worth uh, drafting in the eighth round for some you know, some super muscle. My avoid him is Will Fuller, and I know that's crazy to hear from me as a geek because I love Will Fuller. You love Will Fuller, but Will Fuller, he's already suspended for week one, and then he's playing with Tua. I just, you know, he, Will Fuller's getting pushed up a little bit. He's not, like, he should be like a 14th-round pick, 13th-round pick. He's going in, like, the ninth, 10th round. There's players, there's tight ends, there's QBs I like there. So at his draft cost, But the new QB, Will Fuller, this season, believe it or not, is is an avoid him. And the sleeper on this team, the sleeper on this team is somebody that nobody wants, and that's Devontae Parker. He's still good. He's only 28 years old. He's in his peak. So that's the player that if you went early running back and you're really hurting for some wide receiver depth, I'm in on Devontae Parker. Geek, you're up on the Jets.
0: All right. Um, So taking a look at the Jets, it's not pretty out there, but my my draft him, is going to be Corey Davis. Uh, I think he's just a solid prospect. You're getting him as a WR5-ish in your draft. He goes about WR56. So that's right at the beginning of like the WR5 levels. And we saw in the preseason that um, Wilson has no problem peppering Davis with targets. And he's the largest wide receiver on the team. You know, he is a potential tight end. He's a red zone target, end zone target. I think he's gonna score a lot of touchdowns this year. Um, first round draft pedigree. I like Corey Davis this season. Sleeper is um Elijah Moore. Also You, you are you were not playing this game right. It's draft him, avoid
1: him, and then a sleeper.
0: All right, wait, wait. All right.
1: So you did draft him with Corey Davis. Who's Corey your avoid Davis.
0: him? Uh, see, I I you know I gotta I need like a little paper to explain it. All right, so draft him. So we're going second with the avoid him. The avoid him is the running game, and that means Tevin Coleman, that means Ty Johnson, that means Lamichael P. Ryan, that means Michael Carter. It's gross over there. Avoid them. Sleeper, Sleeper. Elijah Moore. Okay, love me Fair some m- more. Uh A lot of these, a lot of these sleepers are going to be these. Rookie wide receivers. I love more. Um, obviously, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, college teammates of his, says he both say he was the best of the three in terms of a route runner. Um, you know, that's high praise. Okay, i Let's, I've let's keep it moving, more. though.
1: Let's keep it moving. Yeah. You right, right? We got a whole football, we, we, uh,
0: more this year's um, Justin Jefferson.
1: Okay, New England Patriots uh, to round out the AFC East. Draft them. You and I both agree. Jacoby Myers is the closest thing the team has had to Julian Edelman in some time. I could easily see 80 catches for even just 800 yards and six touchdowns where you're getting him. That's perfectly fine. Uh, so the avoid them, avoid him. I think Damian Harris is a little bit, ex- is getting expensive. He's going in like the fifth round right now. And that could be perfectly good just with the lack of PPR upside there. I'm a little nervous about him. And Ramondre Stevenson showed, I, he was, is a player that I liked during the pre draft process, I was panned uh, universally for thinking that he was anything more than a slug. So I think Ramondre Stevenson's a little bit more of a threat, even though he's a rookie running back than uh, than for Damien Williams, Damien was Damien Harris, than most think. And the sleeper in that, I mean, it's it's kind of an obvious call, actually, it may not be, but. Janu Smith, Hunter Henry, those tight ends. If you were playing the weight on tight end game, they are being forgotten. I think, you know, people are pushing up Noah Fant. They're pushing up Logan Thomas. And for good reason, that's fine. But the sleeper, and it may not be like this, oh, my God, I didn't think of him sleeper. But don't forget about the New England tight ends. They're going to be very useful for fantasy. All right, Geek, we're moving on to the—
0: before, before we go to the next division, let's talk about Owner's Box real quick, the sponsor of this— Podcast Owners Box Weekly Fantasy Sports, where you can actually play Superflex Fantasy Football, Ooh, in a DFS it. format. It's a really cool format, actually. Owners Box, I really like. Actually, um, says I've checked it out, and I really like the layout. I like the usability of their um of their UI. The UI experience is really nice, and I remember thinking that back in the day when DraftKings first came out, like, oh, this is a really nice user interface. So these guys really got it right with the user interface. I love the contest sizes too. They're, they're, they're sized in a winnable format, not, not too small where it's boring, but definitely not those gigantic unwinnable monster tournaments that you see on some of the larger sites. And of course, my favorite thing is they're, they're basically giving everybody 10 free dollars to check out their site. So if you go to owner's box, use the link in the podcast description. description below. And you don't even have to make a deposit. You could just sign in with promo code Drew9. Drew Brees is one of their um sponsors or partner. I don't know what the hell is gotta be. Yeah, he's he's endorsing, yeah, endorsing the product. He's endorsing, endorsing the product. Free. So you when you use promo code Drew 9, you get ten so dollars. So you can basically play in the big week one contest for free. It's a no-brainer, guys. I love free money. Go sign up at owner's box, use code Drew 9, play in the week one th- contest for 10 bucks. And if you win, keep playing over there. If you don't. No loss, no harm, no foul. Go make a lineup right now over at Owner's Box.
1: Yep, and use Baker Mayfield in week one on Owner's Box. He's such a great value there, especially in Superflex. All right, so AFC West, Geek, you're up on the Broncos. Give me, who's you, who's the, the player you're drafting at his cost
0: every single All time? Right. Draft is Jerry Judy. Easy call with Teddy KGB Bridgewater at the helm. Finally, some accuracy out of the quarterback position. Judy, couple of drops last season, but overall, one of the best route runners I've personally ever witnessed with my own eyes coming out of college. I am looking for a breakout from Jerry Judy this season. Avoid the running game. Okay? It's just gross over there. I don't think the team's going to be very good this year, says. And, you know, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, it's going to be a back-and-forth affair. I do think one or the other will have good games, but until one actually gets hurt and the other one takes the full role, those I'm guys are so it. cheap
1: in drafts, though. I mean, Melvin Gordon's going like the 10th round of one QB league. You wouldn't draft with Melvin Gordon?
0: I, I, again, I don't want the decision. Do I mind having him on the back of my bench? When we say avoid, I'm saying, listen, I don't want this guy as a starter for me. And I don't want to draft him with any sort of expectation that I've got to put him in my lineup because I don't know week to week who it's going to be. So I'm going to avoid on the running game for Denver until they get it figured out. I'm not interested in holding those two guys on my back. I'm not sure which one's better. Uh, or which one's going to have a better year? If it's a full split, and that's that's not good for me. Um, the uh, the sleeper. I mean, is a sleeper to say Noah Fant? Sleeper? no offense. Is a sleeper? No, that is.
1: One? I mean, he's getting pushed down. Yeah, I mean, he, the, you know, he's going in like that tight end range of like, you know, where Goddard was, Logan Thomas. If he's like a, he's a very high upside guy. If you do miss on that elite tier.
0: Yeah, I like Noah Fant. He was uh, an integral part of that offense. Again, under Drew Lock, Drew Lock not very good. I think um, that Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback. And we might see a, even an uptick in the productivity for Fant this season.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go up on the Raiders. Um, the Raiders, for me, the draft them every time I am back in on Josh Jacobs. He's falling, his price has just fallen too far. He was an avoid him when he was in the third round when we started drafting, but now he's going into the sixth round. I mean, he is getting pushed down the board. Uh, he was a pass catching running back in college. It's still within his range of outcomes. People are overreacting to the Drake news. I mean, Drake is going to play. There an
0: overreaction, it? though, Drake can do everything. everything right. um, Here's my question
1: for you, Geek. If if Drake is such a threat, why is why is Jacobs going in the fifth and sixth round and Drake going in the eleventh round? If Drake was such a threat, because it,
0: Jacobs is a threat to Drake too. I mean, they threaten each other.
1: Right. So I'm just saying is that if you went heavy wide receiver early, like a lot of us that were advising the DFS army to do, if you're going in your first round, going Devonte Adams coming back with Calvin Ridley and then hitting up Terry McLaurin in the third round. And then in the fourth round, one of those types, George Kittle falls to you. That is happening in these leagues. When you get into those later rounds, you're going to need some running backs that have starting jobs. Josh Jacobs is the perfect. I've waited a little bit on running back. So I'm still in on him.
0: The price is finally fair, but I, I yeah. stand by, the fade that we've had yep. since early season when he was going in the third and fourth round.
1: Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Avoid him for me, believe it or not. And it's a good player. I'm sorry to tell you all Darren Waller is an avoidant and not because he's not going to smash or be the number one tight end. He's going to be a great player, but I just don't like the way my rosters look when I, when he have you have to take him in the top 20 picks. And if you're a go tight end early Player, then this is totally the wrong call for you. But for me, I just can't. My first two picks, I can't go tight end. I'm more than happy to uh, to pick through that uh, Mark Andrews, Hawkinson, or even Wait, like we talked about. So I'm avoiding darren waller but i understand why that may not be an optimal strategy for some of you and for me the sleeper i mean it's for it's brian edwards you need to I, I, why isn't his adp moved up they released john brown The raiders released their deep threat brian uh, edwards profiles as the alpha he should absolutely be one of your picks in the double digit rounds he when you talk about second year players that have a chance to break out he fits the profile there's nothing
0: about him the only reason that he dropped in the real nfl draft was because he was injured so he make called- sure you're people don't realize that Brian Edwards actually has draft capital too. I, I think that's third round those over people said he's a third round pick, you know, but he should have been a second rounder. Of, well, yeah. But a lot of good players emerge from the third round at wide receiver. A third rounder is a solid draft capital. People forgot because <laughs> Hank Ruggs was taken ahead of him. And when somebody goes ahead of him like that, and he oh, was the second guy, but he was also taken in a spot where he has his own standalone draft capital. So I like the Brian Edwards. Game. I'm going
1: to give you your choice here. So uh, chiefs or chargers, you get to pick what you're going to do. Well,
0: let's go chargers with this one. And um, your draft them. My draft. him is going to be, of course, Keenan Allen, a PPR machine. I mean, it's pretty obvious. A PPR machine was on pace for a monster season in those few games where he was healthy with Herbert last year. Um, literally looking like an alpha top three wide receiver for those games. Obviously, he got hurt last season. We haven't seen him full blast with Herbert, but this year, hopefully we will. And the guy is just a PPR monster. There's no there's no uh, real downside uh, with Keenan Allen. The avoid, and you're not going to like this one, Austin Eckler.
1: You don't I'm, like Eckler as
0: a first-round pick? I, I'm worried about his durability. He's a smaller running back. He has had issues holding up year after year, time after time. The team has shown that they will not go to him with a 60 or 70% market share. When he was in the game last season, even, even last season with Herbert, and he was a monster because you get a lot of um, receptions, but he was really only in on about 40% of the snaps. So he's basically Kamara light in a, in a sense, But a much smaller, uh, more fragile version, I have questions about his durability. And you need to pay. And this is the issue. Oh, Geek sucks. He fucking hates Eckler. You have to pay a top seven pick for Austin Eckler this year. If you're picking on the
1: one-two turn and Eckler's there in one QB league, are you taking him then?
0: No, no. He's got durability issues. So if he's there, that means some other um running backs dropped as well. So I'm still no, that means the opposite. It means someone else reached up or and grabbed Gibson. Or they went for Kelsey and they went for Diggs and they went for Tyreek. There are leagues that happen that way, especially the expensive ones. So even when that's happening, you know, a lot of times Jonathan Taylor might still be there. Um I'm so worried might- about the durability of Austin Eckler. I'd rather have some guys that I think are a little bit um safer in terms of their durability and their workload.
1: Yeah. Mike K in the chat asked about, uh, are we worried about Dalvin cook? I have no worries about Dalvin cook outside of the normal running back injuries. I am picking him at at pick two in every one of my drafts. And again, if, if he gets hurt, every
0: running back has uh injury,
1: you know, there's, risk. A,
0: there's a, there's a standard injury risk that we apply to every single running back. Dalvin cook is right there. He's been hurt. He definitely wears down a little bit, but he gets a big workload, but and Austin Eckler has a, this guy gets hurt a lot like almost every year he he's gotten hurt when he's gotten a few too many carries. So I think the the elevated injury risk for Eckler is my issue and of course the sleeper is Mike Williams. I actually love Mike Williams this season. I think we might see the 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 vaulted DeVonte Parker style fifth year breakout out of Mike Williams. He's shown he's good. He has not he has not shown to where he has problems. He catches the passes that are thrown to him. His issue has been volume and injury. So let's see if we can get through this year and be a stud with a stud quarterback.
1: Okay. For me, I am doing the Chiefs to finish out the AFC West. I am for the same reason I told you to avoid Darren Waller. Now, this again is you don't have to avoid Travis Kelsey. It's just I'm not a Travis Kelsey drafter. I just don't like the way my drafts turn out.
0: So for me, he's an avoid. That's, you know, I we're supposed to start with the draft and then avoid and then the sleeper. You're messing up the whole. Yeah, no, you're right about well, that. So, so my draft. Up-
1: no, you're right. My draft is is Clyde Edwards. I mean, is he nothing's changed since last year. Last year, he was being overdrafted in the first round. He was going as a top five pick. We you and I knew that was wrong. We talked about how if he was. I look back at an old video we made and we liked him as a third round pick. And then when he got pushed up to the second, we liked him. But then when he got pushed up to the third, we did not. So were you getting him? Yeah, by the time that- the draft happened, he was like top six. Yeah, he's. I mean, again, the he, things he, he may not end up being like this elite running back that we hope that a Chiefs running back is, but if things just go modestly right, he's in a good. What do we talk about all the time? Good offense, good player. He's has some pass catching ability. The problem is Patrick Mahomes doesn't always check down. Sometimes on third and seven, he'll just run himself. But if things break the right way. CEH could be a top three, top five running back. So he's our draft. Avoid him. I told you, Travis Kelsey, he's a great player, and I won't fault you for taking him, but I'm not taking him in the first round. And the sleeper, (sighs) Mikko Hardman, is just, it's, you know, where he's going in drafts, it's now or never. It's year three. He has to break out. It's there, you know, you're taking him in the 10th round, ninth round, uh, and your home league, you might get him in the 11th or 12th. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has to throw to somebody else besides those two players, right? So if you're looking for a sleeper, it, there's there's worse things you could do than getting a wide receiver attached to the Patrick Mahomes arm. All right, Geek, we're on to the next. We're doing AFC North, draft
0: them, avoid them, and sleepers. You're up on the Ravens. All right, Ravens, baby. Um, first, uh, the, the clear and obvious draft them for me is Gus Edwards, as long as you're not in one of these crazy leagues where he's being pushed up to the third round or something like that. Gus Edwards, no competition anymore from J.K. Dobbins. It's going to come in, and while the Ravens will bring in backups, I think the, the carry share for Gus Edwards is going to be spectacular. He has actually been numerically one of the better running backs in the league. He's, he's averaging over five yards per carry for his career. Those are really good numbers. So Gus Edwards, an actual talented running back, and that's the difference between him and a lot of these weird backup situations. Grab Gus Edwards, especially if it's not a PPR league where touchdowns are king, but expect a lot of touchdown upside for Edwards this season. The avoid for me is Marquise Brown. He's just too up and down as a player. Um, He's been that way throughout his career. You can never really count on when that game is coming that he is going to pop. Um, and, and on the same note, the sleeper for me is Rashad Bateman. Bateman is much more of a possession wide receiver. He's, I think he's injured. Is he injured coming in? Yeah, season? he's going to
1: be on, he's going to be out at first, at least the first month of the season. Yeah, so so I don't he's think you gonna can be draft a forgotten him. forgotten
0: player. Right. Yeah, but he don't you know draft he, him. Don't draft well, him. No, no, he's a sleeper. Just uh, let's keep in mind. Remember that this guy exists and you know, weeks three or four of the season when he's about to come back, you want to, you want to scour the waiver wire pick him up and just stash him on your bench Um, he's a very talented he's a first round pedigree wide receiver very talented and is the possession type wide receiver that can actually deliver consistent results so he's a sleeper you will actually fall asleep and forget about him because he will be on the waiver wire in your league don't just don't forget to pick him up week three or four it's an easy pickup that could turn into a really really um, solid wr3 on your team
1: bangles for me draft them draft them i'm in on t higgins uh, i don't know how it, for a while jamar chase was going ahead of him in drafts i think that's self-corrected t higgins as a with bad quarterback play broke out last year it was startable every week uh, I mean, he is every bit the alpha. Went the in, you know the first pick of the second round. It's amazing that Green Bay passed on him and Justin Jefferson to take Jordan Love last year. Could you imagine what a T. Higgins would be looking like in an Aaron Rodgers offense opposite Devonte Adams? It would just be so good. Uh, avoid him. Uh, since since February, I've been saying don't draft Joe Burrow. It doesn't matter the format. Yet yeah, you and I still saw him go in the first round of superflex leagues. It is just such a bad pick. He tore his ACL, MCL, and had other structural damage. In week 11 last year, people are nervous about Saquon Barkley, who tore his ACL in like week three or something like that. I just do not draft Joe Burrow in any format this year. It's going to be a slow start. And in one quarterback league, I mean, there's so many options out there. Take fields, take Lance, you know, wait on one of those guys. But absolutely do not draft Joe Burrow because of the slow start that I fully expect him. And uh, Sleeper, I mean... (sighs) How do you call someone a sleeper here? But you're gonna you, you're gonna die, geek. You hate Joe Mixon, right? I know Joe Mixon is
0: sleeper. That's not a well.
1: Sleeper. No, hold on, hold on. So if you hate Joe Mixon as much as the geek does, what you need to do is draft Samaje Piran. Samaj no. Samaje Piran. I've taken him in the last round of a lot of drafts. When you want a, a pop, one of our favorite fantasy football strategies is to load up the last three or four picks of our draft with running backs that are one injury away. Last year, Samaj P. Ryan showed that he can be effective even with this terrible offensive line. And when there's going to be a murderer's row of injuries, bye weeks, um, COVID stuff going on this year, you're going to want guys. And Samaj P. Ryan, Nobody wants him. You can get him in the last round of your draft, and he's absolutely one injury away from an injury-prone Joe Mixon and having a role. So he would be a sleeper that I wouldn't even mind drafting in the 16th round just to see what happens early.
0: Uh, You are up on uh, the Browns. All right, the Browns. Okay, so this is a tricky one, but my draft him is Nick Chubb. Listen, this guy, I get it. He doesn't catch a lot of passes. It doesn't matter. The Browns want to run the football And Nick Chubb is one of the most talented running backs in the National Football League. He consistently delivers, you know, above expectation performances. He's a touchdown machine, and they feed him the ball, even though he is in a timeshare type backfield with Kareem Hunt. Speaking of Kareem Hunt, my avoid is Kareem Hunt. I'm not down with Kareem, man. I am not down with Kareem Hunt. I think he gets drafted too high for a backup running back. Yes, Kareem Hunt puts up occasional quality scores, but overall, I just don't want him. I I think where you're getting Kareem Hunt, you can actually get still starting running backs. Mike Davis is still available in your draft at that point. There are guys like Miles Gaskin that are floating around. Uh, Kareem Hunt to me is like a a handcuff that goes at the price of an actual starting running back. Yeah, there's I'm no difference AJ. between
1: Kareem Hunt and A.J. Dillon, who you can get three or four rounds later, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, no, Kareem Hunt probably will produce better as a flex play if you just drop him in there because he's don't got be so sure. Guy. I think when they get on the goal line, A.J., but that's fine. This is your, but yeah, favorite. you know what I'm saying? But like, I just don't, I, I don't have any shares of Kareem Hunt. I have nothing. And so I've avoided him. Now on the Browns, when we talk about a sleeper, I, I don't know. Is this a sleeper? Jarvis Landry continues to produce. Year after year, season after season, you get him so late. He is the stinkiest of stinky cheese wide receivers. I don't know why, but I mean, you might have said Donovan, people, Jones. I'm not trying to go that deep. I'm saying, I agree.
1: I agree with your assessment. I just got uh, Jarvis Landry in like the 14th round, and and that's not happening. In in sharper leagues, he's going
0: in the eighth round. No one likes Jarvis Landry, and that's been his whole career, all the way back to Miami. No one likes Jarvis Landry. PPR guy. I don't know what juice. If you saw, if you saw, uh, that season of hard knocks with the juice you would like him more but you didn't watch that shit i All I right. watched uh, Hard hard not you not you i'm saying yeah. you the viewer yeah you the drama. hard knocks draft- is getting are you watching it
1: this season it's no, a little bo- i haven't watched it it's
0: year. a little boring i do have to say they, it's a they've boring. gotten rid of too much of the drama
1: yeah it's it's kind of stupid but I, i'm still watching it so if you're a hard knocks fan don't don't at me i still watching I it, and, it this year yeah. All right. So for me, we're going to finish out the AFC North with the Steelers draft them. I'm in on Najee Harris. Just the volume is, he's too big to fail. He's going to, there's no way that he's Love doesn't. Murray. Yeah. I mean, Love even Murray. in the first round, you're picking a pick eight and you don't, and you think Gibson's too risky. Just take Najee Harris. Then. Najee Harris is going to be fine. He's going, his, his floor is like RB 15. He will return second round value. If everything goes wrong, if everything goes right, I mean, the ups, he's, he's, he's probably the favorite to lead the NFL in carries, him or Derrick Henry,
0: right? I mean, it's got to be one of the two. Uh, right, listen, so- I don't know about leading the NFL in carries. He's going to be a three-down back on a okay, team. Okay, so that what reduced- What running back yeah. do you think – how many running backs do you name
1: that you're certain? Like, is he Port, top five? Who? Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin. No, Cook, I disagree. Or- I think Christian McCaffrey won't even crack the top five in carries. I don't. He gets about, he's not a, like a 300 carry running back, Chris McCaffrey. He does get passes, but he's probably more like a
0: 215, 220 a carry. I'm talking about touches, just straight up touches. And yeah. I think Najee Harris is the same kind of guy. He's going to get receptions.
1: But anyway, as much so carries.
0: Like the carries are are less valuable than the receptions. You can see. I like Najee Harris.
1: You can see, I'm listening. Christian McCaffrey is so efficient with his touches, and there's no question about it that he is going to produce and have all the high value touches. But I could see a situation where he gets like 200 carries this year and still has his 80 catches, but and he's going to be top five. But when you talk about just pure touches, Najee or pure rushes, sorry, Najee Harris has to be, it, you're going to get great odds on him. You know, I mean, he's probably. Fifth or sixth down there, and he could end up being uh, the the touch leader, uh, the rush leader. <laughs> I keep saying pull that. off
0: that prop. Maybe yep. that's a
1: maybe that's a prop we can smash. Yeah. All right. So that's my draft him. My avoid him for obvious reasons is Juju Smith Schuster. He had to beg to come back on the team. He is he's not been effective when he plays outside. They are showing you that they're going to use Deontay Johnson in the slot. It's going to be Juju and Claypool outside now with Najee Harris there. They're going to. He's going to operate a little bit in the middle of the field too. Eric Ebron and the rookie Pat Frymuth, uh, They both are going to play in the red zone. I don't think the upside's there for Juju like it once was. I hope I'm wrong because I do like him as a player and I would like to see him on another team. He was trying to, uh, he almost signed with Kansas city in the offseason and then, Uh, Smartly, he just wanted to take a one-year deal and hit free agency next year. So he's my avoid him, my sleeper on the team. (laughs) I just said it already. And normally rookie tight ends don't produce, but I liked what I saw from Pat Fryermuth, the rookie out of Penn State in the preseason. Ben Roethlisberger likes big, tall targets. That's why Eric Ebron was effective, but I think he might be dust. Pat Fryermuth would be the tight end one in most draft classes, and for fantasy football, I never draft the rookie tight end. Obviously, Kyle Pitts was the exception this year. We're taking him if he falls to value, but Pat Fryermuth, I could see him being on the waiver wire as a pickup if you're playing the tight end roulette game. All I right. was going
0: to say, he's not a draftable player, no. so that's a guy that just keep an eye on him as a sleeper, but mm-hmm. you know— more likely than not because he's a tight end. Look for that like productivity to start happening maybe week 8, you know. I mean the minute you see well, him get season. the minute you see Pat Firmouth get four
1: catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, just pick him up. Yeah, I be mean ready. Just,
0: be Don't ready. Be ready.
1: Do not. Track. Right. All right. So, AFC South. This is our last 14s. I'm going to let you pick which team a- you
0: you want to uh wait, AFC South. So it's the
1: Titans, the Jaguars, the Colts and the
0: Texans. All right. So, let's I know. let's go with the Texans, right? Okay. I don't have a draft. him. It's You're not avoiding. drafting it. Then why did you pick them? Because I want to fucking avoid this team. Like the plague. Don't, you know, you want, you want, don't draft anybody. Do you want me to you me give them you me. a draft him on the Texans? Can no, I give you yeah, one? And then, no, is. you could. go Collins. Like
1: what? No, Brandon cooks. People are going to say Brandon. Cook. Hell no. Well, no, right, I, I, that's not who my draft him is. All right. In the, get, in, the, in, the in the 14th round listed on the top of the RB depth chart is Philip Lindsay. Where you he's, he's a good running back. You and I both like him he if you're looking for players that listen somebody's got to score They even if they no, end up with 13 they points score.
0: they're not gonna score.
1: i'm just saying philip Lindsay's a draft him for me in the 14th round right now all
0: right you know what it's miraculous that you found a draft him uh i'll do you I'll, agree I'll, with I'll that continue with it but avoid him is brandon cooks this guy what it's tyrod taylor at the quarterback they're not going to throw the football more than 14 to 16 times a game. Brandon Cooks is being talked up everywhere as this as this um, late pick that can win you your leagues. No, he won't, and he's not even that late. He's going ahead of Corey Davis. He's going ahead of players that are actually going to be good on at least decent teams. He's going ahead of Mike Williams. No, no. And if anybody's telling you that you should be and and they are that you should be drafting Brandon Cooks this season, turn the channel. He's not going to do well. Tyrod Taylor. Doesn't throw the football very often, and Brandon Cooks is old. That there's no point for them to push him. The only way he has a productive year is if he gets traded. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But beyond what team do you think would trade for him? What's uh, who would be that needs a wide receiver? I mean, um, Kansas City. I can't. Kansas City would be great if that happened. It would be great, and they do need a wide receiver, Kansas City. But you know, I'm trying to think what other teams could really use a wide receiver. How about Tennessee? Use another one, go with a triple threat. Nah, it's too much over there. They're not doing that. But but um that wouldn't be impressive. But like how about how about the Detroit Lions? They could
1: use a wide receiver. Would you like him if he was with Goff on a bad team? I would like
0: him more. I would like him more if you know any team is better than the Texans. Like I said, Tyrod Taylor, I've watched him for enough years to know he will not support a quality wide receiver outcomes. Uh, over the course of a season. All right, so well, drafting then we need a, on a sleeper team. on here, and I think we could both agree a sleeper on the Texans is Nico
1: Collins. He's every bit the alpha profile, and if for some reason, if Tyrod Taylor just trusts him and throw it up, we know Nico Collins is going to shove everyone out of the way and just at least fall into about six touchdowns just on his athleticism alone. So Nico Collins is somebody that you're probably not going to draft in your typical 16-round <laughs> draft, but just be ready because if he does break out week
0: one, he's somebody that you're going to want. He His and college he- court... At least with Nico Collins, he's on waivers. So again, he, you're not actually using a valuable draft pick. Or if you're in a if you're in a best ball league, you're taking him with your very very last pick in your best ball league. So that- the other thing is, if
1: they do solve the Deshaun Watson thing and he does play a few games, Nico Collins immediately
0: ha- you know has a top five quarterback playing with yeah. them. So there is some upside there. Uh, the other thing is, I expect that Tyrod Taylor you know, something weird will happen and they'll bring in maybe the rookie or something like that. So at some point over the course of the season, they may get some productivity from the passing game. But again, the problem for me going back to Brandon cooks is you're not talking about a guy you're getting with your last pick. You're talking about using a real like 10th round pick on a guy. That's where the mistake is in play. So if Brandon cooks was available on, on waivers, fine, pick him up, but don't waste the 10th, a ninth and 11th round right. pick on a guy who's going to be catching pack You'll drop him before you ever get productivity. So all right. The, the
1: opportunity uh, cost is no good. All right. I'm going to do the Jaguars. Jaguars draft him for me. I mean, his ADP, I, I, similar to Najee Harris, Trevor Lawrence is too big to fail. He is going to be starting from day one, he is going to be playing all 17 games and he's he he's the generational prospect now when you're taking him at QB14 don't expect a top 5 season it's i don't think it's possible this year it's I'm sorry i shouldn't say that it's po- i don't think it's likely this year you're drafting him and you're looking at like your 18 to 22 point weeks Every single week, you may have a 16 pointer here and there, but the couple 30s are coming your way too. Trevor Lawrence is is a really good prospect. And I think that's been forgotten about because everybody's really excited about Lance and Fields and even Zach Wilson, who's gotten a lot of hype. People forget uh, but uh, th- that Lawrence is a great pick at value in your one quarterback league. If you're playing the weight on quarterback game, that is the target this year. That's the guy you want. I mean, because he is not gonna lose the job.
0: He, my avoid he will, him he will burn your food like Florence. Yes, right. He'll <laughs> run up in your crib like his name was search warrants. Love it. Trevor Lawrence. My my avoid him
1: is going to be DJ Shark. DJ Shark as is, is kind of like a fake alpha, right? He's he's supposed to be the alpha on his team, but he's He's kind of like a receiver posing as an alpha. Now he had that great season two years ago, which we loved him in the last round of our drafts. We called the thousand yard breakout, but he's there's just too many other good options, and this uh, coaching staff is not committed to making him the alpha. Lavisca Chenault is going to be there. Marvin Jones has looked every bit like the veteran and has played the part of the of the alpha. Uh, they're going to throw to James Robinson. I just think that DJ Shark, if he's going in the sixth and seventh round, I'd rather just wait. And I know that's like a common fantasy football theme. Just wait for the cheapest guy. But, like, really wait for the cheapest guy. Take Marvin Jones in this. And that's my sleepers, Marvin Jones. He's old. Nobody wants him. But he's productive. He's hes good for a couple multi-touchdown games. Uh, he still has it. And the rookie
0: quarterback is certainly going to rely on him. All right, yeah. moving on. I can't let you get through that one without just interjecting that. James Robinson is really the draft him on this team. He's going, um, he's going way lower than he should in your fantasy draft. And that's, let me ask you a question here about James Robinson. Robinson. Somebody
1: asked me in the DFS army discord this morning, would you prefer James Robinson or Terry McLaurin in the third round? If your position, if you've already taken one wide and one running back,
0: I mean, it's Terry McLaurin. That's what I said too. but, But James Robinson is right there too. Like, you know, I, I got to compare him with running backs, really. And and I like him even more than like like a David Montgomery. Like uh, James Robinson was a beast last season for this team. He got a ton of volume. How much of a real threat is Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde, a th- he's before. a threat. Just so you know, he's a threat. But yeah. I don't think he's a threat for the featured role. I think he's a threat for getting some goal line carries, getting some dirty work in the, uh, you know, in the middle of the field. Robinson will be in there on the passing downs. He will get the sexy fantasy scoring snaps. And even if he goes from an 85% snap count to a 75% or a 70% snap count, because I don't really see um, Carlos Hyde taking more than 30% of those snaps. I think James Robinson's going to deliver great value for where you're getting him now. Really in the end of the third, fourth round at times, he just dropped too low. I think there's no difference between him and a lot of these other uh, running backs that are, you know, that are going ahead of him. James Robinson is the, you know, he should be drafted on that team. So I don't, I don't want yeah. to go without that mention. I have a lot of exposure to James
1: Robinson. So I better be right. Yeah, the reason that I didn't mention him as a draft him is because I'm kind of neutral on him. He's not a proactive draft for me. He's like, he has to fall to me. I'm not reaching ahead of guys like Terry McLaurin or CeeDee Lamb or any of those guys to go get him, and that's really what the definition of a draft him is. A draft him is go reach ahead. Um, I see him falling beyond those guys and most of the Yeah, sure. If he falls to you, then absolutely. Again, that's my point is that you're not reaching up ahead of them to go get him, so he's not a draft him. He's a sure, just take what the room gives you type of type of player um so on the on the colts for me draft him as jonathan taylor i don't care what the cost is i would take him in the top five uh i'm debating seriously between him and derrick henry i probably would default to henry there just because it's the guaranteed workload but here let's not overthink this right uh jonathan taylor is in the peak came on strong last year and you gotta skate where the puck is going type of thing jonathan taylor defensive
0: team gonna be in close games the running back will be on the field yeah. So don't worry if Jonathan Taylor is falling to the end of the first round, just click the button. Yes.
1: That's who you're drafting. You're avoid him on this team geek. Who's your avoid him for the Colts, um, for
0: the Colts, the avoid him. Uh, I mean the, the quarterback. So, you know, um, not taking Wentz is still We're getting drafted. Losing. Yeah. And super flex wins. How about not in super, me. in super flex, you're not taking I, him, right? I don't think he's good, dude. I, I think he's bad. I think he's a bad quarterback. Um, and could Frank Reich fix him? Maybe, but do I want to gamble like even a even a super flex qb2 spot on him? Man, hell you, no. I, you I know what's I funny, no it's like exposure. every year there's the
1: classic quarterback new environment guy, and he's that the new environment guy this year. I,
0: I, I get that it's a new environment. What I'm just but, saying is I think it's yeah. not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh the sleeper oh, someone, on the team is you Michael had someone peeking in. You had, is, can you can you
1: hear me? Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah, there was. I think there was someone peeking in your room from behind you. Yeah, I saw. Um,
0: <laughs> who who was it? Who was peeking in? My daughter. I got to take okay. her to lunch soon. So okay, all right. So let's finish this let's up. In. So then, who's but, your sleeper on this team? My my sleeper is Michael Pittman. Um, wr one T Y Hilton could be done for the whole season. Michael Pittman is available in that corridor. That's that same wr fifty zone that I love this season, right? There's a real gross zone at wide receiver between like, I'm going to say between like 15 and 25. And then it, then it gets interesting again because there are going to be all these productive wide receivers this year. We just don't know exactly who that's going to be. A lot of these guys, we haven't seen it before. Michael Pittman is one of those. We've seen flashes of brilliance out of the player. He has the size. He has the body type. He has a lot of qualities that really, really look good For a WR one, we haven't quite seen it yet from him. We we've seen, like I said, flashes, but I think he can elevate. And he's one of those guys that you get like WR five on your team that could wind up being a WR two. Like he could wind up like helping your team win a championship where you're like, yeah, I got Pittman in there, motherfuckers. Like he's that guy that's gonna rise up from like 4K on DraftKings to like 6,900, 7K by the end of the season, and you're like, wow, this guy's like a stud now. And Mm -hmm. he was being You know, I got him at a bargain price. That's what you want.
1: I like uh, Paris Campbell a little later, too, for the same reason. Sleepier of a sleeper, right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, all right. Last team is the Titans. The draft them for me, (laughs) I'm taking AJ Brown anytime he falls to me in the second round. And if I'm picking on the one two turn, I'm probably going to reach, you know, it would be tough for me to take him above Calvin Ridley, uh, but I would certainly take him above DeAndre Hopkins. I know that the target volume has not been there for him yet, but he's so efficient and he's, he is like the Terrell Owens type. You know I was Like like, this is like one of the next superstars in the NFL. And I think Ryan Tannehill is a really good passer. I just, I, I, I'm not going to like go crazy and just push people out of the way, but in the second round, if I've taken a running back in the first round, it's just going to be hard for me not to draft A.J. Brown
0: for all of the obvious reasons. You, since- love, your, you love that start where you're Christian McCaffrey, then then on the top. Oh. Uh, and, and this happens. You smash some A.J. Yeah. Brown, and then you have to make the dreaded, do I go zero, do I go like hybrid RB? Or do yes. I grab Or do I grab, you know, and usually we do. Like I said, we're grabbing like A.J. Brown or like Justin Jefferson or A.J. Brown and Keenan Allen or AJ Brown or Terry McLaurin yeah. you double tap the wide yeah. receiver you've got Christian McCaffrey double tap wide receiver and and it works too if you could Dalvin Cook you know first three picks you can kind of pull this off yeah if you yeah. get an anchor rb a hero rb instead yeah. of zero rb hero my rb double tap the wide receiver around 2 3 then it's come a back good strategy. To some of these pretty decent um fourth and fifth round running backs
1: My avoid him is Julio Jones. I just have no faith. He could stay on the field and he's still going at wide receiver 17. You're having to take him on the three, four turn. It's just a little rich for me. Julio's going to produce what he's out there. There's no doubt about it, but it's like he I have so many leagues right now. And the last thing I want to do is just follow along the injury report for Julio Jones. He'll be perfectly fine, but he would need to be like a fourth or fifth round pick for me in order to take him, which that means I'm not getting him. And the sleeper for me, (laughs) <laughs> this sleeper for me is Anthony Ferkser. He, there's no tight end there. He catches passes. He had a little bit of a breakout last year with like 600 yards and just a couple touchdowns. He had a big game. So if you're playing the wait on tight end game, he'll be, he probably won't even get drafted, but he's one of the tight ends that I'm interested in at the end. Geek. We did it. Uh, we, AFC we, we, baby. Yeah, we'll come back either tomorrow or later today with an NFC version of this. Just give us our outro. Talk about owners box, why people should go play on them, the Superflex weekly fantasy sports league. Yeah, of
0: course. Reminder, I mean, we talked about it already. Superflex format, owners box. It's basically like Dra- FanDuel, DraftKings, the same style of daily fantasy sports, but you know, a little bit less sharky, and and a and a format that we really like. We legitimately prefer. Super flex. So on owner's box, you can really set up what I love about it is with super flex, you can set up double correlation. You can set up so much correlation. Like I don't have to have any wide receivers on my team that aren't tied to a quarterback. They're all tied to a quarterback. I go, you know, you you keep mentioning week one, Mahomes, um Baker Mayfield running it back, running it back. So you get Odell Beckham in the same lineup. You've got Tyree kill in there with Travis Hardman, H- get Hardman in there or me Hardman. Everybody's going to, I, I've just been writing up my week one notes over at DFS army. And that's a reminder as well. So once you get, after you get signed up at owner's box, you go sign up at DFS army. We are about to launch all of our NFL week one DFS content. You've got to be in it. You know, says I did a two hour live stream last night back testing with the domination station optimizer going through all of the weeks of last season, looking at the settings we would have needed. We found some really consistent settings we can use that with just a couple tweaks, pretty much produced a millimaker maker winner almost every week of the back test. So we were able to get those, lineups uh, to backtest and that's what we do in DFS Army we have the whole crew together our subscribers in the stream working it as well that's how we do it we're teaching how to use the tools it's literally different than every other site nobody does this this is something that you only get at DFS Army we teach our subscribers how to smash that's why our screenshots of winners our millionaire winners our 100k winners our 250k winners are not our pro um, staffers There are subscribers. It's a total different experience than other DFS advice sites. Get signed up at DFS Army. Promo code geek, 10% off. NFL season, it's $199, 12-month pass if all you do is NFL. If you do all sports, it's $69.99 a month. One of the best deals in DFS advice and tools in existence. Nobody even comes near our price point. We price it for uh, regular Joes to be able to crush. So get signed up. All right, guys.
1: And by the way, if you haven't, if you if you're not going to sign up, which we hope you do, if you want to support this live stream, this podcast, just click the like button, click the heart. That's you know that's good enough. I mean, obviously, we want you to go over there and, and be part of our community. But for some reason, if you're not going to do it or you're just enjoying the content, that's how you help us out. Just click the heart uh, for obvious reasons. You know, like subscribe to the channel, and we'll be doing a ton of free stuff all year long. So there we go. We all will right.
0: be back with the NFC portion of this. Later today, maybe, Maybe or maybe today, probably, probably on YouTube tomorrow. So we'll be back with that as well. Good luck with your drafts, everybody. We will see you next time. Deuces.